It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Uh, so we're pumped to have on here uh, Greg Swaim. His Twitter is at GSwaim. Um, want you guys to go ahead and give him a follow. We're excited to get some questions um, answered from him. Um, so first off, we, we just wanted to ask this. Uh, so Greg, where can we hear you on, on the radio? Well, I'm off uh, the rest of August on hiatus doing some basketball things, but uh, we are back on September 1st and going on with the Big Bang as we'll have the daily show on uh, 11 o'clock on uh, that morning and uh, every weekday morning on uh we're still on a radio we're on 780 a.m which goes statewide and up into kansas and even parts of uh, the texas panhandle and then uh, it's also 94.3 fm and do that every uh weekday when we start back up september 1st but of course as you know no september 1st a big day because the Cowboys start back up that Thursday night. Yep. And we'll yep. go on with the pregame. Uh, we do a pregame show at Pickleman's on the Strip two hours prior to every game. And then a, a two-hour postgame show uh, uh, after every game. It'll be a, a text in. You know, you get your questions, comments, whatever. And uh, I, don't, I don't like to take calls on after games. You get too many drunks calling in. But uh, – <laughs> We we learned that lesson many years ago, but but the text thing's great, and we'll be doing that uh, post game show uh, right at the end of uh, the game, two hours uh, of show, and that will be at the new uh, Stone Cloud Brewery. It'll be a busy busy month starting in September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were going to ask you. Uh, so you've been big in uh, the conference realignment and uh, having people, you know, kind of vote on these polls, uh, stuff like that, and. Um, we're going to ask you who's been the most um, uh, reactive and, and ruthless fan base that you've seen through through Twitter polls so far. <laughs> Utah, it's not even close. Uh, they, <laughs> you know, it's funny, guys. We, we've been doing that the conference realignment stuff for a while, and with BYU, you know, they'd always have me on BYU TV to talk about it, and I always felt bad because I knew from talking to my Big 12 guys that, you know, BYU is going to get the first pick. But we're not expanding yet, and of course they held back. They were not very pro react, uh, proactive, and uh, mostly reactive, which is too late, um, you know. And so uh, BYU, I got real tight with their folks, and 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 really started liking BYU. And Utah fans, just that to them, I'm a BYU guy now, so they absolutely <laughs> hate my guts, which is fine with me. Okay, well, following following that topic, so uh, of the four teams, so you just mentioned BYU, of the four teams, obviously Cincinnati, Houston, UCF are the other three uh, joining the Big 12. Which which one do you think has the, the 
that is getting the most benefit from jumping up to a Power 5 level? Well, UCF and Cincinnati obviously are getting a great benefit. Houston, which I was kind of surprised at Houston, uh, just because, you know, you already kind of have that market, right? So, um, but but Houston will help, and, it, you know, you get to play down there every other year or whatever it is. Uh, it's going to be great for recruiting for Oklahoma State. But UCF, to me, is an absolute sleeping giant. I mean, for one, they've got their student population right now, 70,000. And, uh, you know, now it's not all commuter like it used to be. They're, them in Houston and Cincinnati and some of those that have been more commuter schools are really trying to get more on campus. Uh, one of the reasons, like, for instance, the Big Ten Network does so well all their campuses have about 60, 70, 80,000. Now, you take that over a period of 40, 50 years, that's a huge alumni base. And all of them, guess what channel they want to get? You know, they want to get the Big Ten Network. So that's where the Big 12's out a little bit. But, you know, you start getting the UCFs and the U, uh, Cincinnati's. It, nobody knows how big BYU is because it's an international brand. I mean, if you're an LDS right. member and you live in – in Paris, France, you're going to want to watch BYU. So I'm hoping there's a, a Big Ten network down the way. But but as far as a sleeping giant, it's definitely UCF. Watch out. Ten years from now, I mean, they may be flirting with number one. I mean, they, they have everything going for them. They've got recruiting base, beautiful place to live. Now they're in a big-time conference. Uh, UCF scares the heck out of me, guys. I mean, I love that they're coming in this conference. They're, they're going to be unbelievable. Hey, national championships a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, they still claim it. Hey, we claim 45, so that's all good. <laughs> so so when, you, when, you, uh, when you look at the, all the conferences overall, you think of the Power Five, is, does the ACC and Pac-12 kind of take a hit at, in like a much bigger sense over the next 10 years with everybody moving out of the uh, way of it? Because it seems like it's going to be SEC, Big Ten, and then Big 12. And then I, don't, I, I see the ACC and then the Pac-12 just seems like it's going to get – you know, kind of diminish it. Yeah, I think the ACC, obviously, they're in that grant of rights till uh, 35. So, I mean, it'd be a half a billion with a B. I wrote million the other day, and everybody's letting me have it. But, yeah, half a, <laughs> half a billion to get out right now to buy out that grant of rights. Somebody might do it. If so, it ain't going to be anybody that's coming in the Big 12. It'll be somebody like Clemson or, you know, Florida State or Miami, uh, although I think the Big 12's in play for Miami. What I think will happen eventually when either somebody takes that to court or they figure out a lesser buyout, you're going to have four teams probably picked by the SEC, four teams probably picked by the Big 12, all, or excuse me, Big 10. All four of those teams will be uh, ACC or AAU, uh, uh, you know, accredited so, because they're, they're big on that. So they'll take their four, the uh, – the uh, SEC will take their four. Then I think the Big 12, they're sitting in a great spot like they are right now for the Pac-12. If Oregon and Washington go to the Big 10 tomorrow, then those four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and uh, uh, and help me out, guys, for, uh, Colorado, uh, you know, they they come over yesterday. If, you know, and so we're just, in this case, the Big 12's being proactive or, or really reactive a little bit, see what the Big 10 does. But they're going to have to do that at the ACC, too, because nobody is going to pay a half a billion dollars to join the Big 12. 
but they might for the other two conferences. You you mentioned Miami. What what's the draw to the Big Twelve for well, Miami? Their their academics are really good for like the Big Ten, but the Big Ten for whatever reason doesn't seem to want them. Uh, they they want four other schools instead, and then the SEC comes in, and and you know now now I'm not saying the SEC is going to get what the Big Ten doesn't want, but they don't necessarily want the same schools. Uh, the Big Ten has to have AAU accreditation. The SEC wants some good football schools, um, and so that that's what's going to happen. Eight schools go off the wayside. Then you got probably like uh, Virginia Tech and, and some of those pro uh, NC State. Uh, but I think Miami could be one of those four schools. You get those four schools, you get the four out west, you're set with 20 teams. You're the first team to 20. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though, because that grant of rights, unless, you know, yeah. a lot of lawyers I've talked to said, I mean, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but not much. So yeah. in your eyes, could, do you yeah. see, say all these teams are going to start like, uh, those Pac-12 schools are going to move to the Big Ten. Um, could you see the complete dismantle of the Pac-12 happening and just kind of that entire conference just fizzles well, out? Well, if, if Oregon and Washington or any combination go to the, the – you know, they're already down to 18, so – or 10, excuse me. They'd be down to eight. They could keep it going, but it'd be basically a G5 at that point. Uh, it's not – you know, you can talk about San Diego State. Here, here, here's the biggest problem with them is they're landlocked. I mean, you know, they're time-locked, obviously, Pac-12 Pac or Pacific time zone. Uh, you know, and I love San Diego State. I mean, I, I would love Global, or uh, Big 12 to get San Diego State, but I don't think it's going to happen today. It's, uh, geography does play a little bit of uh, a little bit of into this. Yeah, so I have, I have a question up of just based off conference realignment as well is uh, kind of the basketball side of this is so obviously the Big 12 has been the best, best best basketball conference for a number of years. How much do you think that plays into decision making or does it? With Arizona it does uh, because they're a big basketball school. But for, I mean, really, it, it, guys, I'm a basketball guy. I got my start in basketball. So, uh hurts me to say this, but basketball is uh, number two in factorization of this thing, but it's a very distant number two. It's about 99 to one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I suspected, and I think that you hear most of it just it's just based on financial and money, obviously. Um, for me, I love watching college basketball, and, and the Big 12 has been the best at it. So adding a school like Arizona, you know, obviously can't hurt. Um, but, but it's interesting to me that we're seeing basically all of these decisions dictated by one sport. So when you see USC and UCLA, they're going to be playing women's volleyball in, in New yeah. Jersey, like in, in playing yes. rugby. And that part of it makes sense at all. Just doesn't. It, it doesn't. Now I, I'm sure, you know, even though we say geography doesn't play a, a super big deal on this, I got my master's at OSU in sports geography, so I shouldn't say that, but but it, it will, it's scheduling. I, I would imagine that uh, a team from Rutgers, for instance, you know, their volleyball team, they fly out to L.A. They will play UCLA one night. They will play, you know, have an off night, probably play USC the next night and fly back. And that's the way they'll do the West Coast thing. 
And then when UCLA and uh, USC fly out east, you know, they'll, they'll probably play two or three uh, events before they even come back. Yeah, that, that would make sense to me. Uh, but I just think that that's kind of a, a larger gap that you're at least kind of shunning at least a little bit. You're not paying attention right. to is that these other sports are not going. I mean, it would make sense to me if you play baseball as to just continue playing the Pac-12 schools. Um, but that's probably not going to happen, at least for the first couple of years while USC and USC. You know, I don't know how many of your uh, listeners are, are uh baseball fans but you know, obviously the cowboys have made a huge commitment to baseball and the big 12 is going to be a right. good baseball conference anyway but you add some of these west coast and east coast teams it could change because the acc is a good baseball conference and obviously the pac 12 is a good baseball conference uh, so you could build a, a you know really a great baseball conference as well as Obviously, basketball, you got the last two national champs and the last uh, the runner-up before the COVID year. And, you know, it went back and, and had an interview with Bill Self the other day, and we were talking about that 2020 year. I got him on cleaning the garage one day. Uh, his wife had him cleaning the garage because it was during COVID and he couldn't go anywhere. And just been told his number one team with, a, you know, a good, good chance of winning it all wasn't going to get a play. And I said, you know, we're going to. Bill, I said, we'll give you, a, we're going to give you a national championship anyway since it's COVID. He said, oh, yeah, like that won't have an asterisk next to it or anything. But, you know, the, the thing about that is, is, is uh, this is a great basketball conference. It's just a shame that basketball is, is financially not what football is, not in close. Yeah. I mean, March is March is my favorite time of the year. I'm not going to lie. I've been a football guy my whole life, but, I mean, I'm doing nothing but watching basketball during March, and I don't think anyone else in the country is. It really – I wish that was the whole year because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not watching the first three weeks of OU basketball. I'm not. Um, but, I mean, if they're, they're, in, they're in play during March, I am well, too dead. Well, and everybody is. You know, the little old ladies uh... – that do the the brackets and all that, the pick by colors mascots. I mean, it's just fun. It, it is, and it's the one time a year where everybody pays attention to college basketball. So, so obviously I love it. But uh, man, I can't wait for football. I, I am a I, I'm a basketball guy, but man, I mean football as far as coverage and watching it, and you know the college pageantry and all that stuff's just great. When you guys. You know, come back to school in 20 years after you've graduated, it means even more. Uh, so, so kind of going off March and, and football, how long does it take college football with all these huger, bigger conferences to make a big tournament like that where the regular season is so much smaller, but then they have a bigger, like, single elimination tournament-style bracket? Could you see that being something that even is possible yeah, with uh, college football? You're talking about expanding the, the playoffs? Yeah, the yeah I mean, that's playoffs, part yeah. of the deal. You know, would have had it last year. Everybody was for 12. They just weren't for the way it was going to be set up. They were like, I can't remember. I think it was the Big Ten wanted the champion in, you know, regardless. I mean, the champion is 9-3. Uh, and three, They still get in. And the SEC was not about that, you know, for obvious reasons. They're going to get their champion in. They know that. And, of course, the Big Ten will, too, in most years. Uh, but... Yeah, they're going to expand, and I think they're going to expand pretty soon. But once again, who's running the show? I mean, you know, we have Oklahoma State connections there as the guy who's 
been running the NCAA tournament basketball and football forever. His son used to be one of the sports information guys at Oklahoma State. He passed away in the plane crash. But, uh, you know, they're going to expand. It's just how much. It's between 12 and 16, and it'll obviously have to do with, you know, what goes on with this conference realignment stuff. There's so many questions out there. We don't really know if the NCAA is going to survive. I, I really doubt they will. Uh, but, and will football have a different, you know, governing body? That's, there are just so many questions still out there. Certainly. How would that work? Like, how how can you manage, like, how the NIL stuff has become? I mean, so we've seen what A&M did. I mean, there's no reason that A&M should be having the number one recruiting class. It shouldn't happen, but it does because they have the most money. And, um, like, my, my question is, is how – how can you govern like that? Like, how can you put a person or an organization in power to kind of combat like these teams just being able to spend billions of dollars on recruits every year? Um, how, how, like, how do you set well, up an organization that, to do that? That's a million dollar question. I mean, the NIL, I, I like NIL to like, you know, laundry money, food money, you know, take your girlfriend for a date. I, when I was here at OSU, uh, Leslie O'Neill was my roommate. I don't know if you know who Leslie O'Neill is or not, but uh, Leslie, you know, he's from a middle-class family in Arkansas. But, you know, we went to McDonald's one time, and I still remember this like yesterday, just, you know, college kids going to McDonald's. Leslie didn't have his uh, wallet with him. Like, yeah, sure you don't. It's like we had to be careful, like, giving him cash just as a, you know, Jake, if you and Tom, you know, Tom forgot his wallet and you gave him a few bucks, that's great. But if he plays football, if somebody sees it, you know, it looks like payola. So uh, those things have changed a lot, and it, that's all good. But but I, I don't think, you know, it, you guys know what's going to happen. You know who gets – you know who turns somebody in in recruiting? Is the other team sometimes. No, you know who it is. It's the kid, the second-team quarterback who didn't get a car, who was pissed off that the other guy got a car. Yeah. And he turns it in, and then he, now, you, now you can go transfer the next day. So that's what happens. Uh, you, you think guys at OU, the offensive line, went a little ticked off last year after that Nebraska game when Spencer Rattler got two cars and they didn't get squat. I mean, you know, that, that those things yeah. happen. I, that's human nature. And I think NIL is going to be definitely tamed down here in the next couple of years. I just don't know, you know, who the governing body will be that does it. I think also with kind of like how much these quarterbacks are getting paid. I mean, like, because I'm, I'm a huge OU fan, have been my whole life. Had to sit I, the I, whole I, Caleb I, I Williams like saga and everything. <laughs> hey, my dad went to OSU, so I, I got a little love. Um, um, but like, get these like the Miami quarterback getting like seven million dollars of NIL. Those guys, like those boosters, are not gonna let them not start that guy, no matter how good he is. That guy will start no matter what, and that just, I feel like that will just completely screw over. Like, I mean, the walk-on quarterback. Um, who is trying to look for a chance? Like, look, like say Stetson Bennett. Like, who who thought Stetson Bennett was going to be leading Georgia to a national well, championship? They, they I don't think anyone. But yeah, yeah, and 
but JT Daniels has say he had like a ten million dollar NIL deal. JT Daniels is never not starting for Georgia, and I I just it's more it's becoming an NFL type of type of situation because I mean the Cowboys aren't going to go out and start not start Dak Prescott no matter what. You're paying a bunch of money, you're investing in it. I I just think it's kind of just catering. Because Quinn Ewers got a million from Ohio State. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was going to say, Calvin. You, you're exactly right. The guys so far who've gotten the big bucks didn't last very long. Oh, you had two of them. You know, Ohio State had one of them who's back down home in Texas. You know, he may be not at Texas anymore either. I, I don't know. I mean, now they're talking about red shirt and uh, Manning, but, you know, who, who knows how that's going to work. I, I, w- I would <laughs> – Th- those things are way above my pay grade, and college coaches that make millions and millions are definitely going to earn their money because that's we saw what happened with three primetime quarterbacks last year. None of them are at the same place. I would argue that all three of them will not finish their careers where they're at right now. Okay. Well, hey, do you guys want to talk about actual football this season? Get a little instead of. I'm so excited for football season. I cannot tell you how excited. Um, but first, I want to talk to you about Oklahoma State football. Obviously, you're more um, in tune with with the Oklahoma State more than probably any other team. So, obviously, last season we had Jim Knowles leave to go to Ohio State. What What are you thinking the defense is going to look like here with Derek Mason? I know they're they're running the same scheme, but what What do you think is kind of I just how do you think that transition goes? Show this morning, I think the defense will be a little bit worse to start out. The offense will be a little bit better. Uh, you know, hopefully Spencer Sanders plays like the Spencer Sanders of uh, the second half in the Notre Dame game instead of the first half of the uh, Baylor game. Uh, you know, and it. I think he's heading that direction, and, and, you know, he could be coming back even more years. So that would be great. You'd love to have that experience. Uh, Not necessarily, you know, you want a guy who's good enough to maybe play in the NFL someday, but maybe you're not a guy who's going to be there after three years. And uh, then you get him that extra year of experience, and that's great. And uh, with the COVID year and all that, I mean, he could come back two more years, I guess. So that would be great. Experienced quarterback in this league is going to mean a lot because there's not a lot of them there. And I think Oklahoma State will compete for a Big 12 championship uh, again this year, along with Oklahoma and uh, Baylor. Probably don't sleep on K-State either. I think they're going to be pretty good. What what could possibly well, I love make you think that K-State's going to be good? He's been a winner everywhere he's been. Uh, they feel like they've got a quarterback now that could, you know is athletic enough to do what they need. The problem they've had is they've had a quarterback who was 90% run, and those guys don't last the whole year, usually. Uh, so you need a guy, a run-pass guy. They feel like they've got that now. Like I said, I think they've got a, a coach who really runs a true system, and I think they're going to be really good for a while. It's, it's hard to wrap my mind around in any world that K-State is good. Hey, so it, it, that's hard to process you guys, is, is you that guys they could be a – that K-State was. They were the worst team in college football. They made, they made Kansas look like uh, the Patriots. I mean, they did they, – they, they were absolutely horrible. We went there in 88. I was in grad school. I just moved back from Dallas. 
and we were at Oklahoma State, and they were going to play uh, at K-State, one of the last games of the year. Barry Sanders, Heisman year. So we go there. Barry has like 300 yards early in the third quarter, and Oklahoma State, she's killing them. But they they would give you tickets, literally. You know how you go to, like, a, you guys ever been to road games? You know, you're looking for people with, with tickets, hopefully some cheapies. Yeah. They literally would give them away and tell them thank you for taking them. I mean, they were they were absolutely horrible. Seriously, guys, they would get beat by this Kansas team badly. Uh, question for the OU fans, the OSTAR podcast. What, what, what no, do you I think they'll be great. I, I, I think uh, the quarterback they got in from UCF, I actually watched him again the other night from two years ago. I forgot how good he was. Uh, he's going to remind some folks a little bit. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of a quarterback. Maybe do you guys have a quarterback that he reminds you of? Because I, 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 he has a little bit of, of different quarterbacks in OU history. But uh, I think he's a little bit like Baker Mayfield. He, now, he's not going to talk like Baker Mayfield, but he's – He's more cerebral, but he's a, he's a really good quarterback. And, and they've got the receivers, they've got the line, they've got the defense. Uh, got turned around pretty quick, and I think it'll go in the right direction. Once again, I think it's OU, uh, OSU, and Baylor, those three teams again. And, and we're not going to know probably till the end of the season which two. Yeah, when I get asked – like how I feel OU is going to do this year. I always tell them I could see OU going eight and four is easy. I could see them going eleven and one. Like I really could see OU drop, like OU OSU Baylor Texas, and probably some someone else. I could see it happening. Nebraska is Nebraska. Game yeah, that, I can see. I really want to see because I'll know so much more about OU after that game. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just interested to see. I mean, we've OU fans have had to live through 59 to 49 games for however long now, and I'm excited for a defense that could actually hold people to less well, than 20 funny, points. Guys, you know, it's going to be good. Last year, as they were talking about the national heads, talking about Baylor, OU, OSU, they would talk about, oh, they don't play defense in that league, but it's really changed in the last year or two, and. If you don't pay attention, these national guys, that's why I have such a problem with who picks the playoffs. That's why we need to have more playoffs. Because, you know, like somebody, the OU fans, we, we love to get into this a little bit about the 45 national championship team at Oklahoma State. I know it's kind of funny, and I fought for it for years because I thought, you know, they went undefeated, they beat the crap out of OU, and then they went to war, right? You know, so. Uh, they, they were really good. and But back then, you didn't have TV. You didn't have all this stuff. So how would you know if a team from the other side of the country is good? But we don't even know now. I mean, you got national heads talking about the Big 12 doesn't play any defense. Well, they started playing defense the last couple of years. So I saw a poll on your, on your Twitter that basically had three or four schools that had formerly left the Big 12. It was Nebraska, Texas A&M, and Missouri. Um, but they, I mean, Nebraska, Missouri, obviously have, you know, taken a dip in football. Um, do you think that that same type of mistake might be being made by Oklahoma or Texas? Um, or is it just no, no, bigger? No, because they know? recruit those areas. What, what killed uh, Nebraska, yeah. for one, and, and Missouri for a little bit, but Nebraska, for one, really recruited Texas. 
Nebraska back in the Tom Osborne days and even before that, the Bob Devaney days, they, uh, you know, they got everybody they wanted nationwide, and, and they could do that. Now it's a little harder, and there's other good teams in those areas, and Nebraska just cut their, their Texas recruiting completely off. And when you do that, uh, then you got to start recruiting Chicago guys, and you got to start recruiting Midwest guys. And there just aren't as many of those players in that area as there are in Texas. That's what killed Nebraska. A little bit Colorado, too. Colorado used to recruit Texas, and now all of a sudden they had to find a new recruiting area in the West Coast. I think Nebraska probably, of those four schools, uh, was hurt the most as far as recruiting goes. Colorado was just left. I mean, Colorado used to be like, well, they won a national championship in the, like, 90. They uh, they had been in the top three or four several times. Then they leave for the Big or Big Ten, and they're done. I mean, now, you know, OU fans better hope they're not back. I don't think they are. I mean, I think they'll – they might give OU a game for three quarters, but I don't think they have enough players to fill it. Um, so I, I've got a, I saw on your Twitter. So you do a lot of uh, yeah. Oklahoma high school well, recruiting right? more for basketball. But yeah, we do a lot of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're all from Barsville, uh, Tim, Oklahoma, man, Tim Bart. and I have got Tim Bart. <laughs> yep. uh, did, did you guys I play for him? I gotta ask you. I played no, for Tim Bart you there when uh, Shake Milton was there. Yes, yeah. I, I remember watching them all the time. On the show um, but I've got to ask you yeah, about David Castillo. Yeah. How are you feeling? So do you know, I mean, I've tried to pry it out of him a few times. I can't figure out where he's going. Do you I, have I don't. Any idea? And, uh, but we will, once football gets started, probably three weeks into it, and we get it closer uh, to Midnight Madness to find out where guys are going for visits and things like that. We'll be all over that again. Uh, we just got down with our big summer national tournament yesterday and uh, talked to a lot of kids about their recruiting. But, uh, yeah, we'll get on David and a few other of the guys, uh, certainly in state and the Midwest, here real quick, and we'll get them on our show. Yeah, I, I think he could be a scorer because he's pretty good at creating his own shots. But once again, he, he is a creator, too. I could see him being a good combo recruit. Uh, you know, he, he had a good summer, and so his stock's blown up a little bit. We'll see where the national guys have him. I'm going to have him somewhere around the top 100. He, he's a good player nationally. Yeah, I, I, so my, our high school always does an alumni scrimmage and, uh, back this year. And he is like, cause I remember him coming up as an eighth grader and playing with varsity. He was, I mean, he was playing better than anyone else on the court at that point. Um, but I came back and played against him this year and he, I, that is the smartest basketball player I have ever that. played. I think he's one of the more ever. cerebral players I've, I've seen come through the state probably in 20 years. He, uh, that, that's why I, I told uh, a couple of coaches the other day that asked about him. It's like, you know, you don't want a dumbass out there. You want a guy that's going to make all the right decisions. You want a guy who's, you know, an extension of you out on the floor, and he is that in most cases. Yeah. 
I completely agree with that. I actually played with his uh, older brother in high school. I was a freshman. He was his, so. But yeah, I've watched David grow up. It's it's incredible. I mean, I would have you could have known that he was going to be this special player when he was a little kid. I mean, he was doing two ball dribbling when he was four years old. So like, it was not shocking that he you know worked hard enough to get to this place. But oh, that ties into this question. Who? So you've covered basketball obviously quite quite a long time. Who's the best player just based on talent that you've seen out of the high school ranks here, here in Oklahoma or? You know, just well, I'll defer to Bill Self on this. Bill Self, of course, we went to college together here at OSU and been friends forever. We were in the same class with Garth Brooks our sophomore year. But we, so who's that guy with the cowboy hat on? It? Crazy. Who's that? Who's that country boy coming on? <laughs> oh, I think he's going to be okay. He, you know, he plays down at Willie's. Uh, but uh, Bill said, Bill said the best player he ever recruited out of Oklahoma. This is when he was an assistant here. Uh, was uh, Richard Dumas uh, out of Booker T back in the uh, late 80s. Richard Dumas was a freak. Matter of fact, Richard Dumas had some issues here at Oklahoma State, had some issues in the pros with cocaine and, and things like that. But uh, he was playing for Phoenix in the playoffs and just outplayed Michael Jordan in every way. And everybody said, this is the next Michael Jordan. And then he went off the rails again. But as far as an athlete, as far as a player, uh, I can't argue with with Bill. He he was that good. Um, obviously, he had some issues. As far as a guy who played in our events as a little kid and did all those things, uh, it's got to be Trey Young. I mean, because Trey, uh, when he was a little kid, he was a lot of fun to watch. But you didn't think he's going to be one of the best point guards in the world someday, scoring guard, whatever he is, whatever the NBA calls <laughs> that now. But uh, it's a lot of fun to watch all those kids grow up, and we get kids nationally too. But the Oklahoma kids are special because you know I'm from Oklahoma, and you kind of take those kids into your wing from an early age. We just saw a kid the other day from Westville, Oklahoma, uh, that I had never seen before. He's a 2023, and I think he's a D1 guy, and. Uh, uh, we, I don't know if he's Big 12 level. We'll, we'll see. He's very athletic, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, I mean, Westville, Oklahoma. I don't even know where that's at, guys. And he's playing in our he's, – he's, it's like somewhere it. on the Arkansas border. But he's dunking all over the place. And I go talk to him about who you've been, who's recruiting. He goes, nobody yet. I'm like, he's going into his senior year. I just put out a, a deal on our recruiting report. I said, you'll have 50 calls probably the next week. And uh, – He's already got some today. So, but he, you know, that that's the joy of what I do. Yeah, it's fun to see those kids in third grade who end up being NBA All Stars. But it's fun to watch a kid from a little town who nobody ever, you know, nobody knows anything about. And because he came to our event and we got the word out, you know, he's going to be playing college basketball, which is a lot of fun. And my youngest getting ready to start his freshman year in college basketball. So. Yeah, I'm never going to get fully away from basketball, but obviously uh, I've been drawn into football in a big way. At Oklahoma, all the Oklahoma players, we're starting to produce. Oh, I'm telling you, it's been so underrated for years. Dax Hill just got drafted. We got, I mean, Booker T alone is just pumping out talent. Justice Hill, Tyler Lockett. I mean, Booker T is that place is power. Even when I was in high school yeah. in the late seventies. They were trying out players, so uh, Booker T will always get players. And of course, they're a magnet school. That helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, you guys got any other questions? I think we're going to get you hey, out of here. Guys, we appreciate, I appreciate your time so much. Me on. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, let me know if you ever need me. I will. Uh, we get our podcast going. We'll have to grab one of you guys. I'll be new to that. I've been doing radio forever, but podcasting uh, a little bit more technological. So we'll we'll figure that out, guys. And, and I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Again, this is Greg Swaim. You can follow him on Twitter at, at G Swaim, and that's S-W-A-I-M. Thanks, guys. Appreciate him coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Uh, so, obviously, we just had Greg Swaim on. That was an awesome interview. We appreciate him for coming on the pod. Um, just wanted to kind of talk about the interview a little bit. Drew wanted to ask him about Stevie Clark, which I thought was pretty funny, uh, former Oklahoma State basketball player that was – Unfortunately, kicked off the team for peeing out of a moving car, one of the weirder situations. But multiple times, not once, but it, twice. That's the worst part about it is that it, it kept happening. But uh, I feel like once you piss out of a car, it's all you need. But Stevie Clark's need needs a needs nothing. Sorry, OU, sorry, OU football wants to have a recruit named Trey Matoyer, oh. who five star, number one rated wide receiver in the country, and just couldn't just couldn't stop flashing his junk. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> Walking down the South Oval, just. Pulling it out. Just couldn't stop Flash's junk. It was unfortunate, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know where that ranks on the list of bad things to do because you know the whole OSU team had literal tryouts because guys were shooting windows out with BB guns. So. Yeah, oh gosh. Yeah. How do you? How if you're a D1 athlete, look at that and be like, yeah, that we're doing that tonight. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I see that car. <laughs> that car. That car is doomed. They, they let their intrusive thoughts get the best of them. <laughs> they had to have been so high when that happened. <laughs> no chance. I remember sitting in the student union watching that giant guy. Is his name Kentavious? Oh, the Kentavious. one that went to a Xavier. That guy was huge. Xavier. And I remember playing against playing in the Colvin against Maurice Kalu. Hey, Maurice Kalu. Oh, We've talked about Maurice Kalu twice in this podcast, and it just both of them just they hurt right in the heart. Still, it just they <laughs> pained me. How much? How many points did he score? About when you about forty five times more than the rest of his career, the one game. <laughs> Dude, he off that game. That was awesome. All right, well, hey, that kind of takes us right into this. Um, I, we've got a segment today on college football coaches. Who do you think of these coaches? Do you think they've smoked weed before in their lives? Now, not just now, not are they a stoner, but have they tried weed before at some point? First one on here, I've got Brett Bielema. Oh, I have one hundred percent. Yes, you just don't get fat. Out of nowhere, he definitely had the munchies after smoking a couple times. I agree. So yeah, Brett Bielema, hundred percent smoked weed. Completely. Agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, he's that big man. There's, there's no way he doesn't have an ulterior motive behind it. I completely agree. So the second one on here to me is the biggest stoner of the ones I'm gonna list off here. Steve Sarkeesian. Oh yeah. I don't think he's a big weed fan. I think we know what type of substance he likes. <laughs> Oh, jeez, man. Hey, oh, that's a good point. He's got, Am I wrong? No, I'm not no, wrong. I know I'm right about that. Yeah. We can all appreciate that he's gotten better, though. Hey, but, you he know, has gotten better. Shout out. I will but say. When he was I down in, he was in college, he's 100% stoner. I can see that. I think he went to BYU, which is quite funny. <laughs> he went to BYU? He's a Mormon? He's a, cou- he's a cougar? I think he played. I think he was BYU. Wow. Well, I might be wrong. Let me check. Let's see. Yeah, no, BYU. Yeah, wow. Let it be what position do you play? The quarterback? Yeah, quarterback. Quarterback. 
Quarterback. Quarterback. All right, so next, next coach you got on here is Herm Edwards, Arizona State. Yes. 100%. After every game last year, yes. I, don't, I think he's a little. I think he's a little old. Yeah, but seventies. You know that that stuff was rampant in the seventies. Uh, I mean, I can, down. I'm gonna say fifty-fifty on that okay. one. Mel Tucker. Yes. See, I, no, yeah. I feel like he's never smoked before. I feel like he has cigars in place of his like weed, so he just, you know. Yeah, I will say, have we have we mentioned Mel Tucker in every single podcast? I'm pretty so sure. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he's a staple. He's a staple in this podcast. Yeah. He's coming. I'll tell you what. Huck is coming. All right. Uh, next coach I've got on here is uh, Brody Yukin. Suck on these nuts. <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to get you so bad. Brody, you can suck on these nuts. Uh, you said that one last podcast. I know. I was trying to get you good to see if you were slipping. All right. Uh, next one I've got is Jim Harbaugh. You think he's ever smoked weed before? No. He's no. just too weird of a guy. He, he definitely he's well, he's the kid that was weird weird enough where he never got invited to anything. So oh like, come on, Drew! He definitely swims with the shirt on. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen? Did you see him at the Michigan practices shirtless? He's white, dude. Well, he was the whitest human being I've ever seen. Uh, okay. I, just I, I just can't see it. He seems like it's just kind of an odd guy. So I don't. I really don't see it. It's fair. Uh, next coach I got on here is Mac Brown. Yes. Yeah. Back in his day, you think he got it? He got he got yeah, probably. Yeah. This is this is the most definite no for me is Brian Kelly. I dude, we saw him dancing with those recruits. He has I, I don't think he knows where he is half the time, but <laughs> um yeah, no shot. I don't see it either. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's get into some news though, real quick. I want to talk about Ajay Hall and also we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. Um Tom's ride or die. Wake Forest Demon Deacons have taken an unfortunate loss with oh, devastating. So, do we know anything about that, or is it just like is he sick? Like, what is? They said that he would probably be back at some point this season. At least that's what I'm, I'm praying for, man. Sam Hartman might be my favorite quarterback this year if he plays. Um, but I, it's devastating, devastating. I might have to pick a new ride or die team because I'm going to be honest. Only reason why I chose Wake was because of Sam Hartman. And if he's not there, I don't want to. I don't want to watch a Wake Forest game. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, but yeah, the Ajay Hall thing. So he basically is indefinitely suspended for taking a boot off of his car illegally, um, which ends up being criminal mischief. Which, to me, I, I know it, I, maybe it, it's a bigger deal to than I think it is. But like to me, that should not be a suspension. Like, no, I think that like if I was the coach. He'd be suspended for a play, maybe, maybe, because that's just like it's a quarter, really... like the the Baker Mayfield, like just yeah, sit down. But... he got arrested and he only had to, he didn't you have to play. Whenever one. Orlando Brown uh, came out with Baker Mayfield's jersey, like he was. Oh yeah, yeah. Suspended oh yeah. Place, like, Bay- like he had died. Like it was Bay- a Bay- but What a weird uh, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of uh, what? Speaking of that, Texas just lost. Uh, Isaiah Nair, Isaiah Nair for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, him, it's a big blow for them. Him and them, him and the senior offensive lineman. Yeah. Oh, so. uh, I saw the. Uh, I don't remember who retweeted it, but I did see a post of Texas fans on the two four seven fan page. Um, they are already given up. They've given up. They were all like, "I would be shocked if we win more than five games this year." And that would just that make my heart happy again. But I. 
I just see Texas being decent. I really do. There's no way they're going to be bad again. I, I I keep saying it, but it just keeps happening. There's they got to they got to be good one year, right? Yeah, there's no I, way they, they got to. They had 2018. That's fair. But yeah, they're pretty good that year. Uh, okay. Hey. <laughs> well, they were back whenever they had Charlie Strong and Tyrone Swoops jumped in the end zone, and they went like I think four and eight and lost to Kansas. So they're just, they're not. Re- and they're not always back when we think they are. They beat OU that year. They did. Yeah, yeah that was, I think that was, it was a, your only regular season loss. It was. We uh, lost to Clemson in the playoff that yep. year. To the uh, the sexual offender, uh, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. 26, 26 and counting. Yeah. Okay, so last, last episode we played a word association game. Um, with the college brands, kind of just one word answers, basically who who you thought was a bigger brand. This time we're going to do a thought association game. I'm going to list off some subjects and you guys give what the first thing that comes to your mind um, when you're thinking about that program or what I, whatever word it is. So the first one I've got on here is Penn State. Uh, all right. <laughs> we're all on the same page here. All right. <laughs> I said wide out. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Bill Paterno, Jerry Sandusky, sexual offenders. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I think about, unfortunately. Um, Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall. Yeah. Nice. College baseball. Yeah, that's what I think about. I, I think about that linebacker with the mullet last year. I, I think about the, the guy who – like the really odd baseball stance that the guy had with two strikes where he's like leaned way back like this. I'll have to find a picture of it. Send it to you. They, they had that running back that one year that looked like Will Tecca. <laughs> I think that was Liberty. Uh, uh, it was one of them. He had those glasses. They were playing each other. It was a Coastal Carolina game. I remember that for sure. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was a bowl. They lost. Coastal Carolina lost that game, heartbreaking fashion. Okay, so what do you guys think of whenever I say Big Blue Nation? Kentucky. Kentucky. I thought it'd do for some reason. Kentucky. I thought of Michigan. Oh yeah, I forgot Michigan's called Big Blue. Whenever I hear that, I think of Kentucky basketball. So I just thought this whole thing about Kentucky being a football school. Like, I get that John Calipari said that they were a basketball school. They are a basketball school. Like, they, oh, yeah. Hey, not if Will Levis has to say anything about it. I don't know why. I don't know why that got so blown out of proportion. Of course, they're a basketball school. They've always been a basketball school. Um, all right. What do you think of when I say the word arch? Manning. 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 <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, who who's the first team that you think of when I say Wildcats? Uh, uh, probably Kentucky because we were just talking about it. Okay, them. fair. Yeah. Kentucky uh, or Northwestern? Yeah, Northwestern for me. Okay, well, who's the first team you think of when I say Tigers? Ellis Swimson. Norman. 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 Okay, fair enough. See, okay. High school. So who who's the real Death Valley? LSU or Clemson? Clemson. Clemson. Really, dude? I think it's LSU. I, I was going to say LSU. I feel like LSU is a little Clemson. I mean, they have crazier fans. It's just... That, that's, the, that's the only reason I would think LSU. is not because of their team. If I'm, if I'm if OU's going into LSU or going to play at Clemson, I'm choo- I'm more scared of the going into Clemson. I'm saying really? this is a better football team. Yeah. This is a better football team. I mean, yeah. LSU had the greatest team of all time, so. That's you know, one year, though. Year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Two seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Clemson won. Trust me, that LSU team is burned in my memory. 
Yeah, but Clemson was pretty bad last year too. They were not good. Yeah, they were good. They were too bad. bad. That's their one off year though. They've been dominant this decade. Okay. Hey, well, that plays in perfectly to my my last question here. Is this? I saw this actually on Twitter. It's a pretty pretty good question. DJ Uyagalele or Michigan's JJ McCarthy? Which one would you take? Ooh. Is McCarthy the young the young quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, those uh, the one that runs more. Oh, McCarthy then. Yeah, I, I'd probably choose McCarthy. That guy, anytime I've watched Michigan play, that guy's awesome. I'm just a little biased. I think all he's got is a work ethic, to be quite honest. And that's oh. what people like about him. Yeah, I, I'm taking DJ Uyungle just because I'm a little biased. Plus, he's a hey. five-star. Like, he's got talent. Big arm. Don't he five-star as well? Yeah. I think yeah. DJ McCarthy was as well, DJ yeah. But fifth rating. I just think, I just think Uyungle has more weapons to work with. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Michigan's got a good. They've got some good skill position players coming back this year. They got Ronnie Bell. They got Ronnie Bell, man. They also got Darius Clemens and uh, Blake Corum. Blake, yeah, Blake Corum. He's Blake really Quorum good. Might be. I mean, he could be a dark horse, but a Bill Walker Award. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now we're going to go into our fumble or gift basket section of the podcast. Um, I think we've. I've got two today. But, Tom, you want to take it with your ears first? Oh, yeah. Here, let me find the tweet real quick. Um, so, came out today. Miles um, Brennan is retiring from football. Um, LSU quarterback, um, which is strange because I feel like he definitely could have won the quarterback battle. Uh, but I say it's a fumble for LSU as a whole. Um, he signed in all those NIL deals he got. He had a Raising Cane, Smoothie King, Game coin, small small sliders, and Hollingsfield Richards Ford. So he got a car. Um, all those are just all those companies are now out of money because he uh, retired. But I also say it is a gift basket for Jaden Daniels because that will pretty much confirm that he will be the starting quarterback at LSU. Um, I like him. I like Jaden Daniels. We'll see how he does. Eh, not playing Big Twelve or Pac Twelve teams, but um, yeah. I think it's more of a really? gift basket to Miles Brennan. I mean, oh, hundred percent. He literally got his hand down. Fumble for Baton Rouge as a whole. Yeah, Baton Rouge's uh, uh, business corporations <laughs> that spent money on Miles yeah. Brennan. Sorry, he didn't even play a game. He got a car and didn't even play a game. That's a gift basket, like literally free for him. Yeah, that's huge. And he, in contractually, he gets to just keep all of that money. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that was actually my gift basket was Miles Brennan. Um, I think that we should normalize just quitting more often. Just quitting. Just, just call you gotta, it. You got a big challenge you got to face, just quit. Well, I'm just saying as a six-year senior, yeah, let's just call it. Like, what's wrong? Why, why, why continue to try? At this point, I think you are what you are. Miles, I appreciate you just saying, being realistic and saying, hey, I'm done. You know? I, I, I respect that more. I respect that more than Dorian Finney-Smith continuing to play. Uh, a thousand years of UCLA football. Oh, you mean Dorian Thompson Robinson? Or Dorian Thompson Robinson, not Dorian Finney Smith. Sorry. Yeah, that'd be crazy if he was a quarterback. Dorian Finney Smith has the worst contract in the NBA. Well, so there's two Dorians that are really bad for their program. He does not deserve 70 million. I'm sorry. He doesn't. Everybody gets that contract these days. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't care. Tom, if you, if, you start, if you start working on your game, you might be able to make a couple bill. That's how the NBA works right now. I mean,. I might have to try out five. They're really in the need of five, ten point guards who can't shoot. So there you go. Okay, uh, Calvin, you got a fumble or a gift basket? 
Uh, I've got a fumble for the Padres, but a gift basket for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. He uh, got tested positive for steroids and landed on ringworm, uh, which, you know, just is ridiculous. Uh, but now he's got a $15, $340 million a year contract. So it's like, well, he hasn't played a single lick this year, but he's getting paid millions of dollars to treat his ringworm. So good for him. Do you think he has enough there's... money? Do you think he has enough money to treat his uh, ringworm? Uh, probably, but not enough to treat his ligma. So <laughs> we'll just see. Hopefully you can get a lot of omelets with that money. He's going to need a lot of them. Yeah. I'm going to let you like this dick, Fernando. Anyways. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. So so for my fumble I've got here, it, I've got an interesting story here, guys. And this is the thing. It's uh, the Norwegian government has recently euthanized a walrus. And this walrus, uh, it was a famous walrus in Norway. Um, it was famous because it was so massive and it was just a good, it was a good walrus. Um, its name was Freya and I, it's just, it's a cute walrus. I mean, I can't tell you it's 1300 pounds or 600 kilograms. Um, God. It was in the capital city of Oslo, Norway, and it kept trying to get on boats and it was sinking them. And it seemed like it was enjoying it. It would get on like a little boat and realize that it was too big, sink the boat and then just go to the next boat and do the same thing. So this walrus had a great sense of humor, but it was costing the people of Norway quite a bit of money. Unfortunately, our sweet prince Freya has been killed. Um, she, she was she graced the seas there in Norway and and was you know pristine, perfect, and it's a very sad day to see her go. So a fumble for the Norway Norwegian government. Um, sincerely, fuck you. How do you catch a thirteen hundred pound walrus? How do you catch that? Uh, you, a, you use the um, you use the eye ladies. Uh, you have to What? You can't get me with that, man. No, I tried my best. All right, so my fumble for the week is uh, it's got to go for for any of our baseball fans out there. Sincerely, since I mean sincerely, fuck Jorge Mateo. Just get out. <laughs> just get out. We had a perfect game going. We haven't had one in ten years. How hard is it just to strike out? Ten like, years to the day, right now. Yeah, what? literally ten years to the day. Felix Hernandez had one. No, he was the threw one ten years ago today. Well, Jorge Mateo was the took the first pitch of the ninth inning, just roped down the left field line for a double. I turned that game on. I was like, "Oh, dude, we're gonna see one." And then first pitch, I was like, "This is just stupid." Like I saw that, I was like, "No, there's no way." Yeah, it made me so mad. Just, I mean, also gift basket for him as well because he ended a perfect game. But it would have ended the perfect game would have ended in a lot more horrible fashion. If because if he would have got out, the guy after him got out in the next pitch. So there's two outs, and then Brett Phillips struck out, which would have been the third down inning, and he got to first on a pass ball. So imagine losing a perfect game on a on a wild wild uh, strikeout in the last out. Uh, you guys remember when Armando Galarraga, <laughs> the guy called guy called oh, man. that umpire needs to be shot and killed. <laughs> <laughs> like like they are walrus. Oh man, yeah. not Freya all over all right. here. All right. Clearly, I'm joking about the sh- shooting and killing part, but like, he needs to lose <laughs> out on me. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, Drew, Drew, I thought you were gonna really go out there and go hunt them. That, that was an egregious call. There's been so many of those. I feel like That's, that was Jim Joyce, I think, wasn't it? Or Joe West, maybe? Yeah, Jim Joyce. Oh. Jim Joyce? Well, if it was Joe West, it'd be par for the course. <laughs> Joe West doesn't deserve to ever be associated with baseball ever again. Hey, you, know, you know, he makes music. Oh, Jim Joyce? Joe, Joe, uh, Joe West. Oh, I bet you it's shit. 
And you look up CowboyJoeWest.com and you'll find him. You can buy umpire gear there too. CowboyJoeWest.com. Should we have him on the pod? Yeah. No. Let's see if Joe West will come on the pod. I, I don't know if we'll be able to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, well, if we threaten to kill him, probably get him. What we got Drew here, man? Uh, oh. uh, I got I got some questions here for you guys, real quick. I got just. Do you guys have any hot takes for the college football season? Because I've got one. Oh, I, I have to think a little bit, but uh, I'm sure I have a couple. Here, I'll, I'll give mine off, and then I'll let you guys. Uh, I'll let you guys uh, think of yours. Jake Hayner, all right. Fresno State quarterback last year led a beautiful comeback against UCLA. It was one of the better games of the year out there, Fresno State-UCLA. Underrated game, really, really entertaining football. football. Um, but Jay Kaner transferred from Washington at Fresno State. I'm picking the Fresno State Bulldogs to beat the USC Trojans in week three. Oh, I, Jake, you know how that makes me feel. I will be, I'll be the biggest Jay Kaner fan on earth. No, I can see that for sure. Well, I mean I- – I, I just think, to me, Jake Hayner might legitimately be one of the best quarterbacks in all of the country. And when he put his name in the transfer portal, he was immediately rumored to go to Washington because his coach um, had just left Fresno State for Washington. But he could have gone a lot of bigger places than just Washington. Not that Washington's a bad brand. I mean, he could have easily that's – a, that's a pretty big brand. But he could have gone to, you know, an Auburn or um, – Oregon, a place that was looking for a quarterback last offseason in the transfer portal, he could be that guy in the SEC like a Jaden Daniels. And so I'm I'm excited to see him play the USC Trojans, uh, especially with all the, the talent they've they've acquired through the transfer portal and recruiting class. That's gonna be a great game. A really my thing with my thing with USC this year, dude, they're coming back from a season where they had the hundred and like seventh defense in the entire NCAA. Like and an offensive line that has not gotten a lot of help. Um, I, I just I, – I saw them rank – what are they ranked on the AP poll, 14? I think that's like, fine, yeah. Let me see. I just I cannot believe it. I, I can't. Yeah. I just – where are they on that? Where they put A&M? A&M is at six. That is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. That is stupid. Come on. Be better. Be better AP poll. I will say the AP poll not ranking Texas was very surprising. When I read it, I like had to do a double take to make sure that Texas because if you're going to rank USC, who was four and eight last year at number fourteen, obviously you don't have a problem with ranking teams that were bad last year high. Um, and then so Texas doesn't get ranked. Like I was confused. I don't know, but yeah, A and M at six, and I think they had Utah at seven. I'm telling you, I don't care who you are. This Utah team is the most overrated team in the entire country. It's not even close. Utah, they have no business being up there. Now, neither does Notre Dame. Neither does Notre Dame. Um, I don't know why Notre Dame is number five in the country. Like, what do you think about NC State? I, oh. I'm uh, that's my ride or die team this year. So I'm I'm taking the Wolfpack, man. I think they're gonna win the ACC. So I, like I am. Them. I, we did a, we did a little segment earlier in the year, uh, or earlier podcast. Um, I am tired of hearing about NC State. They always – we talked about it. They have a quarterback, and that's it. They have a good quarterback this year, and that's it. Hate to say it. Hey, they return like what? 20 of their players. I don't they care. Like 20 of their 22 starters. I don't care. They return a lot. Yeah, I think the only player they lost was Emeka Amezi. I think everyone else is back. No, oh, he's, he's back. I think he's still back. Is he? Yeah. I don't – maybe, yeah. I mean, that means – 
Oh no, it Kim Aquanwu. There on the offensive line was in the top five or six in the draft. He, yeah. Um, oh, oh, I don't hear. I don't hear about an ACC school that doesn't really do anything. I got one more fumble, even though we're kind of past that. Okay. Uh, it'll probably be a fumble once a week, and that will be R.J. Young's top twenty-five poll. It's consistently horrible. Consistently horrible. Okay, well, he switched to things around from his. He had like a spring, a post spring poll, um, and then he had a preseason poll. They were wildly different. I don't know what well, changed that. That guy does it for clicks, and that's it. I hate his I hate preseason poll doesn't have Michigan in the top twenty-five. Yeah, top fifteen. Yeah, that was crazy. And then there was another. I think that he moved. He moved like UCLA or somebody like an insane amount. I was like, what in the world? He had he had a uh, and M at three above the defending champion Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Four. That's ridiculous. That's wild. My hot take this year is Georgia loses three games. Georgia? Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know. Look at their schedule. I just who are they going to lose to? Because the two, they play Oregon, but then yeah. they have they have a pretty pretty easy schedule for their for SEC standards. Keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. My yeah. hot take: BYU wins or loses one game this year to Notre Dame. That's BYU? it. BYU. Yep. BYU has the hardest schedule in the country. I think they beat Baylor. They beat Oregon. Arkansas. And then Arkansas. I I don't believe in Arkansas. Sorry. I, okay, I never mind. believe in Arkansas. I, I'll, I'll say I believe in Arkansas. I, I may be a little bit like down on them compared to what their fans say, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I believe in Arkansas to win at least nine games. But yeah, so cool. let's go through BYU's schedule. They they got Stanford. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Boise State is that a win? I mean, they like they're returning like they returned all eleven defenders on their defense and like only had to replace two guys on offense. So Arkansas goes to Provo, Utah. What a weird game! Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. I think that's where I think that's where BYU tries to prove himself. It's against big SEC school. Dude, BYU's kind of got a terrible like that schedule sucks. Yeah, so yeah. Georgia. So we talked about Georgia's schedule. It's a joke. Yeah, Georgia's schedule is terrible too. I was looking at that. Uh, it's it's kind of like the only game now that I'm looking at it in front of me. Uh, shoot, that's 2022. Who's their like FBS team that they play? Samford. Like, they play Samford, and then they play. Hey, shout out the Bulldogs. Hey, they almost beat Florida last year at home. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, they, they play, I guess, at Kentucky late in the season could be one. They could maybe lose to Oregon, and then you could talk yourself into losing to Florida because they don't play at home. Maybe so Tennessee. Tennessee. Don't sleep on the Vols. Yeah, don't sleep on I'm, That's my ride or die team. I think the Tennessee Vols have – if the Tennessee – the only problem is Tennessee goes on, on the road to play Georgia, yeah, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, but if they played in, in Neyland Stadium, I'm telling you, I, I, I think I might even pick the Vols. But uh, so here's my other hot take is is this, you guys, you wait, Tom, you just said Georgia would lose three games. Who was that that said that? Calvin. Calvin. Yeah. So my other hot take is this is the year that the SEC is down top to bottom. I agree. We we I don't think anybody's going to be close to what Alabama is. Like we've seen no. Georgia and some years Florida and then obviously LSU compete with Alabama on a year-to-year basis, I don't think that anybody in the SEC is going to even be close to what Alabama's going to be this year. I agree. But 
I think that Ohio State's the best team in the country. That's my hot take. I kind of that agree offense with you. Is insane. I got that offense is insane. Yeah, but the thing is with Ohio State is they were getting bullied on defense, and then as yeah, a Ohio State fan, bad. I know that our first year under Jim Knowles, we got bullied. Like, so it took a while with, under Jim Knowles for our our guys to really adjust to his style of defense. It's very different, and it worked eventually. But the first year, it was bad. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to say that who cares about defense when you score every possession? But I saw OU do that in 2017 and 2018. <laughs> Didn't work. Hey. Uh... Texas goes to Kansas on November nineteenth. Hey, you don't want to go to Lawrence that day. I hope I hope so bad they are undefeated. Go to Kansas, then just drop that game. Oh, I hope that's they're gonna be, this year. They're gonna be undefeated and they're gonna come into a hostile Stillwater. They're gonna take a loss. Hey, should oh, we come uh in. come on? And then some girl should will we do a live... boobs out when we storm the field. Yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> just like twenty. Should we do a live pod a live pod from Lawrence, Kansas when Texas oh. comes to town? Yeah, we're <laughs> We're going to put that out there for our fans. Uh, first of all, A, follow, a, follow us on Twitter, at 3ManRushFB. Um, it's the same um, handle on TikTok as well. Like and subscribe. You know, Give us five stars. We wanted to let our fans know in Lawrence, we might, we might be doing a live pod. We might have to. I, I would be happy to drive to Lawrence and go watch that game. And if nobody, if that nobody wants to show up, that's fine, but we're doing a live pod. If we wait till halftime, we could get in for free, like they did last year against OU. If it's close, don't bring that up, man. It scared me. They have experience beating Texas, so it's like it's nothing different. Yeah. Did <laughs> you get into that stadium? No. Yeah. yeah. I went there once because I was doing uh, I was on field security against OU Jalen Hurts' year. That place is terrible. That place is so bad. Yeah. No, there's a reason that they're a bad football program. One of the reasons is they don't put any money into it. And they were allowing 18-year-old freshman baseball players to just be their security on the field as if they were going to do anything. You guys remember that game they played Texas Tech and they that Texas Tech guy, they blocked the kick and then he tried to toss it back to his friend and Kansas got back on it and they won the game. That was crazy as hell. Hey, Calvin, uh, we got to ask you about this. How do you feel about Kansas winning at least four games this year? Dude, How you I feel about it? might go to a bowl game. Dude, they could sneak one. Oh, you don't even know how excited I would be for Kansas to go to a bowl game. I'll go to that bowl game. I don't care. Oh, oh, 100%. The omelet bowl. The omelet bowl. <laughs> let's, not get, let's not get ourselves ahead of ourselves here. There's no absolute – there's no chance in hell Kansas yeah. makes a bowl game. I, Drew, no. Drew, you're a hater right now, and I don't appreciate oh, it. No, you got to have some basic A a good season for Kansas is three wins. Let's just be realistic about it. Well, a great season is seven. A great season is four wins. I'm telling you right now, if Kansas wins five games, they will have party in the streets. Exactly. I'll be You'll see me drinking a bottle. Going it's, down. It's, dude, it's win. Dude, they could do it. Tennessee no, Tech no, at no. home. No Tennessee Thank Tech you. Home is a win. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, come on. Get home is a win. No, I, Cal, 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 start over. Start over. Who, who are their wins? Go. Tennessee Tech. All right. Duke at home. Yeah. TCU at home. Oh. That's a toughie. Oh, geez. This is getting tough. Yeah, there's no <laughs> chance. <laughs> uh, well, they'd have to pull out They'd have to pull out a win against Texas at home, Kansas State, and then we still need one more. It's got to be either OU or OSU. Buckle no. up. No, Kansas State. They got to be. They Iowa, gotta State be. At home. Iowa State at home. So we have – Tennessee Tech, Duke, Iowa State at home. It'd have to be TCU, 
Kansas or Texas and Kansas State would have to be the six. So to me, to me, the biggest game of the year to them for them is at home against Iowa State. So say they beat Texas Tennessee Tech, say they beat Duke, and they're what two and two going into the Iowa State game. Yeah, that place could be jumping there in Lawrence. They they beat Iowa State and they have TCU at home the next week. Oh, that's 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 their stretch. If they if they go, that's where they have to do it right there. Listen, you need to quit riding off Tennessee Tech in that game. I guarantee you that game is close. <laughs> I bet you it is. If I guarantee you that game is close. One, I, that's, oh, I, I don't know if I could watch any other game anymore. They're going to lose to Duke. I'm saying two wins. It's a Friday night game against Tennessee Tech. 7 p.m. on a Friday night. I, oh, I'm in. we gotta, we got to go. Oh, yeah, let's go. It's, wait, it's a Friday night game against two? Tennessee Tech. Oh, oh, what, what day is that? September 2nd. Ooh, I might have to go to that. <laughs> Live pod. Live pod from Lawrence. It's all uphill. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's Dude, see. if they get that week one win, I am going to be way too hyped for Kansas football. Way too hyped. Well, who's their, who's their quarterback? Dude, they're getting we... 36, $36 tickets to watch the fucking Tennessee Tech Golden oh. Eagles and the Kansas Jayhawks. Are you kidding me? That should be first. We'll just walk in. Sweet. <laughs> No, yeah. the, the, the Tennessee Tech. Jeez, seven p.m. You know what they should do for that game? Is they the should like kid at QB still. No, it's uh, Jalen Daniels. He's actually pretty good. He's the one that played against Texas. Yeah, he dominated Texas. If you're gonna thirty-six dollars, ridiculous. What they should do is, if you're going to Canes that day, buy a box combo, get a ticket for free. <laughs> That's what they used to do at the OSU basketball games. If you get above sixty-five points, it was a buy one get one free at oh, Canes. Oh yeah. <laughs> And the well, second, oh, you. it was the one year. The one year they did it was the year that we started shooting BB guns at people's cars and we had seven players. So we went above sixty-five points like maybe twice. We were well, so no. bad. Hey, at least you didn't just your head coach didn't just let students in for free. That's what we did. Honestly, I I kind of respect it. Like it, it, people came. Let's just admit, Calvin, hey, you- we're, we're not we're not where we want to be as a program. Let's just let people come in. Do you remember that? Oh, we, we did that by one get one free oh, yeah. canes, and I got fight with that drive through lady. You, to, you, you like cut her off. You almost hit her. It was almost bad. And it's not true. She started screaming at me because I was trying to go through the drive through. Oh yeah, that's what happened. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I let her. I let her know. You did let her know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so let's talk real quick about that. So we talked a little bit about it, but the preseason top twenty five AP poll came out. Who is on here? Uh, we tweeted it out, so you can check that out at Three Man Rush FB. But what did you guys? What were some teams that stuck out to you that you thought were just kind of crazy? They put like a grouping of BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston at twenty three to twenty five, which I thought was odd. But what what stuck out to you guys? Not ranking Texas is crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, shocked. They just have too much talent. But like, I understand that they didn't make the bowl game last year, but they. I mean, Again, A and M being so high is just—I mean—that is ridiculous. Those you they were those two schools. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I get it. A and M had is going to have some of the best freshmen in the country, but they're freshmen. They haven't ever played in college football. Like, come on, like, why are we doing it? Like, they're, it, this is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to win like their first four games. People are going to be shitting their pants about it, and then Alabama's going to come to town take a big old fat shit on them, and then 
they're just going to tank. It's like, it's a, I feel like Texas schools do the same exact thing. They start off really hot. They're overranked. And then someone beats them who's better. And then they just disappear into mediocrity oh, every year. A&M used to do that every year. A&M started off the season, like four or five straight seasons, like six and five and oh, six and oh, then they had finished seven and five. And it's like, well, that every year, loss, that one loss always just defeats those two schools. And like I even remember last year, um, looking at the rankings, they had A and M so high up, yeah, because they beat Bama so high, it was ridiculous. People forget Colorado was on the verge of beating A and M. I mean, it was Colorado yeah. the lead for most of that game. Colorado was not a good team. Like, let's not mess around and say like A and M's going to be in the playoffs this year. They're not. They're not. What do you guys think about Clemson? Where Clemson's ranked? They're at four behind Georgia in front of Notre Dame. I like it. I feel like Clemson's a bit of a question mark this year, personally. I yeah, I, I mean, I'm just biased, so I like it. Yeah, that's your ride or die team, Drew. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm in on the, the on the on the Tigers. Oh. I think I'm taking NC State to beat them. I don't. I don't know. The thing is, Clemson might not be a top four team in the country, but they're better than everybody else in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, you could literally flip. I think Michigan and Clemson, and it'd be whatever. Just have four and eight. Be- <laughs> Different, and that's not a huge deal. I just don't understand why Utah is higher than Baylor or Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, man. I don't get it. Like, those are two teams that won a New Year's Six Bowl that were had 12 wins or 11 wins. Oklahoma State had 12 wins. Wait, no, Baylor had 12 wins. And Utah, I mean, they had three losses, three, four losses. Like, I just don't get it. It's a little slight to the Big 12. I'm not really understanding. Yeah, like – but. but Okay, slide the Big 12, fine. That's They always do that. Yeah. But to put a Pac-12 school above them, uh, let alone a Pac-12 school that, that last year lost to San Diego State? Like, what are we? Like, Did what? they beat Ohio State in that playoff game? Utah, the Rose Utah Bowl? had four losses, man. Did they beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl? They didn't, no, right? No, Utah lost to Oregon State, San Diego State, and BYU last year. Why are they number Oregon two State in the country? Damning. Like, what? The Oregon State losses. The team that's that, rough. Well, team that beat uh, Arizona last year, who I'm pretty sure had one win by nine points. Like, what are we doing? Oh, the Utah stuff. I mean, I just don't get it. Tired of hearing about it. I'm I'm exhausted from hearing about because there are two wins that were good were Oregon, but we saw what Oregon did against Oklahoma. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a rough game, but not for us. But yeah, yeah. All right, well, that about wraps it up. You guys got anything you want to talk about? Good? Believe in the Jayhawks. That's all I'm going to say. I'll follow them all year long. What? Believe in two wins. Drew's not believing. Duke and Tennessee (laughs) Tech. Hey, listen, listen. We, Calvin, me and you and Jake are all on the ship. We're about to take take a sail on the Kansas Jayhawk football train. We, or the football book. We are, we are 16 and days away. Leaving behind. I hate to say We're 17 it. days away from the best Kansas football team in, in 10 years. I'm telling you right now, Duke might beat Kansas by 30 points. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, we're not even, we're not even leaving you on the boat. You're, we are you're, you're, saying like, you're saying that like that's a horrible statement. We've seen Kansas. We've seen them. Believe. They're shit. We've seen Duke too. Duke's bad. Okay. Duke has been ranked like once in my entire life. Duke's been to bowl games. Kansas hasn't. Can't. Oh, that's not true. Do you do not disrespect my guy? They weren't the number one team in the country in 07. 
hey, listen, all I'm saying is that Duke beat Miami. That guy's knee was down on that crazy return. Oh, I completely agree. Duke almost beat A&M in that bowl game. Oh, yeah, with Johnny Manziel? Yeah. I mean, Duke might be in my 30. Uh, I'm just serious. So, wait, what were we just talking about a second ago? Duke and Kansas. Can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, well. (laughs) That's great podcasting right there. All right. (laughs) You guys got anything else? I think we're going to call it. I'm just just looking at the Duke schedule. Believe in something. All right. Give us five stars. Rate us on the podcast app. We'd love you guys for listening. Subscribe. Talk's coming. We'll see you.